the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Rob Black and your money. And now, here's Rob Black. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money podcast. Sorry I haven't been updating this in the last two days. Uh, Quite honestly, I got busy. Nothing more than that. Nothing less than that. Let's talk a little bit about the stock market today. Um, Keep in mind, we... Had the Dow Jones Industrial Average close above 12,000 yesterday, and it held today. S&P 500, not so much with 1,300. Uh, Broadcom was a loser today. Big maker of chips for television set-top boxes. They're reporting the margins missed analyst expectations. So it kind of pulled the S&P 500 down. Aflac, the world's largest seller of supplemental health insurance, dropped 2.4%. They trailed forecast. Electronic Arts, they make big video games. Uh, they jumped 16%. Time Warner, they rose Almost 9%. They beat profit and expectations. And right now, we continue to get flooded with images out of Egypt. Some days, it feels like it's going to abate and go the way of the Philippines. Some days, it feels like it's going to get more dramatic and uh, go the way of an Iran-Iraq. So, I want you to be skeptical. Uh, The Suez Canal is right there in Egypt. And they control the flow of oil. Now, they don't control the flow of oil out of the ground. Egypt's not oil rich per se, as Saudi Arabia is, but they got the Suez Canal, and we want to be very mindful of that. The market's had a big up eight weeks. It's had a big up move since August. It's had a big two and a half year push now. Uh, so I want you to be aware of that. Uh, sometimes the market needs nothing more than just a thought to have a correction. I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to sell out. I love the business fundamentals that I'm seeing out there. Yesterday, we saw UPS beat expectations pretty handily. Uh, Chinese manufacturing expanded. 72% of, the 70, 72% of the 226 companies in the S&P that have reported have topped expectations. Political turmoil in the Middle East is a problem, and $100 a barrel oil is a problem. Short term, I think both of them. The risk that the, what we're seeing on television spills over into the real-world economies and oil gets affected, then it would be significant. Right now, it's not significant. Uh, but it is something I'm paying pretty damn close attention to. Uh, I'm not a big you know, run and hide and panic from controversy type of guy. I believe in fundamentals much more so than uh, overreaction. Something I do want to talk about is... Some of the GDP numbers that we're, we're going to see this quarter, we're going to see a 4% up GDP. And when that happens, the market will get a little bit of a zip, even though it's past performance. And the U.S. economy is accelerating. Retail sales are accelerating. Consumer confidence is accelerating. Industrial production is propelling higher. So we're seeing a Russell 1000 value index. We're seeing mid-cap indexes, Dow, S&P 500. We're seeing a, a lot of indexes based in the United States having a, a nice reflection of that. Again, uh, there is something worthy of note here. 
uh, we're going to be paying close attention to inflation. Rising prices are a part of things getting better. Consumers are slowly coming back to the point that we may not be in a recession any longer. Uh, when inflation accelerates, gas, food costs have been moving higher. These are okay things. These are normal, healthy, okay things. I uh, see in the airline industry raise prices. Normal and healthy. It doesn't feel good, but it's a sign of a good thing, not a bad thing. Or it can be a sign of a good thing. Oh, good golly. Where do we go from here? Um, let's keep talking. I think talking is, is probably the best thing we could do. There is an issue right now with the cold weather in the East Coast. And bad weather is putting a hitch in the U.S. recovery. Like I said, we're going to have GDP growth of over 4% in the first quarter of 2011. But that doesn't mean that the month of January went as smoothly as it could have. A lot of retail sales will be missed uh, in malls and new cars. Uh, The travel industry will have problems with planes, hotels, and restaurants. You miss a meal at a restaurant due to snow, you tend not to come back. You don't make up a meal per se. General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, today they closed 24 assembly plants because of a snowstorm. That's going to hurt productivity. That's going to hurt profits. Uh, not to the point that I'm crying. Not to the point that I'm upset. But it's an issue. You know. Uh, on the other hand, online sales tend to do pretty well when people stay at home due to bad weather. So there is always a, a plus to be found, in my opinion. Um, rumor that started hitting pretty hard today was that Google's getting ready to o- launch an online music store. And what we've pieced together, and we're not 100% positive on this, please note is that they're going to have to compete with iTunes. And iTunes is infuriating. It's a, it's a shit service, all things considered. It's a crap service. It's bad. Uh, you can only download music once. And then to get it downloaded a second time, it's, it's like a hullabaloo. It's, you have to do a huge runaround. Google wants to eventually get more services online and get you into a, a digital locker. And in digital locker, you'll be able to store photos, music, um, pictures, uh documents and that's really part of their strategy is get more stuff online uh emails obviously phone calls and they're gonna unload they're gonna unlock they're gonna unleash at some point soon a, a google music service that what i think is going to happen is it'll have a, a flat service fee like 25 dollars a year to store your music which it's not a lot store your photos you know you see online websites already doing something similar to this online backup of data. Um, but what's going to be interesting about it is I think they're going to allow you to listen to any song you want once. I think once you own it, you're going to be able to put it in your locker and you'll be able to stream it to any browser that you're using, whether it's at work or at home or on vacation. On top of that, a browser could be in your car. So if you have wireless services, you'll be able to listen to your music from your locker in your car. I think this is reasonable to expect. On top of this, I think there'll be a, a share music service with your friends, which uh, Google wants you to be able to listen to the song once for free. And if you're able to let your friends listen to your music once for free, they might buy it, is the thought. And think about it like this way. like Let's say Lindsay Lohan's a hot, sexy celebrity that everyone loves. She shares her music. She could become, she can get a piece of the action from people listening to her music and buying her music through Google services. So it's going to be an interesting comment. It's going to be interesting time. Now, also on top of this, you'll have a Google app, which ties into your Google locker. 
and your Google app will be on your phone and you'll be able to get your music onto your phone anytime you want it. I think all this is, is, is a pretty powerful proposition and it will compete with iTunes. Now, again, maybe not all that comes together, but that's what I'm looking at. Today, we got a little payroll processor ADP data for private companies. They added more jobs in January than analysts expected. A lot of investors are waiting for Friday's unemployment report. Will we see unemployment rise 9.5% from 9.4%? That seems to be the big issue. We continue to focus on Europe as well. We're eyeballing it. A lot of European countries are pursuing excessive austerity, risking a marbled slowdown, just dramatic slowdown in economic growth. This according to Nobel Prize-winning economist Joseph Stieglitz. He says there's a disastrous policy that even in the countries that don't need to have austerity, such as the UK, they're going for more, you know, much more excessive austerity than they need. And we're already seeing around Europe the consequences of austerity. The clear implications is that growth is going to be slower. So Stieglitz is, is proposing that you know, Greece and Ireland had no choice but to tie to fiscal policy. Some other countries like the United K, they're just not as justified in doing it. So David Cameron's government is implementing out of the UK. Uh, he swept into power, and uh, he's implementing the largest fiscal squeeze since World War II to tackle the UK's record deficit. The, the economy unexpectedly shrank one half of one percent in the final three months of 2010. Is the coldest December in, in the century hampered services and retailing. So he's getting what he wants. Now we're going to see if that's really what he wants. You slow down an economy, you also slow down the tax receipts. So I think the UK is going to be an interesting study per se here. So I'm paying attention. Uh, whether it goes into double dip in the UK and or not, uh, whether it's slower, it, it's very clear that it is going to be slower. So the experiment over and over again will show that the consequences of austerity is marked slowdown in economy, that you can't really grow your economy while you're, you're cutting your services. And if you can't grow your economy, maybe you can't grow your tax base. If you can't grow your tax base, you can't continue with those services. So it's interesting to watch. Global inflation pressures from soaring food and commodity prices are also going to weigh on the economic recovery in Europe. So I like Stieglitz. He's one of those analysts that I, I think gives us something to think about, which is all I ever asked for. News Corp, the owner of Fox Broadcasting, 20th Century Fox, said profit more than double driven by higher television subscriber fees and advertising sales. Uh, News Corp or Fox in this case, News Corp in this case, uh, income climbed to six hundred forty-two million. So the economy is recovering, right? You can see it in the advertisers. Uh, News Corp's Fox Broadcast Network, along with other broadcasters in the industry, sought fees from TV distributors last year for TV signals that used to be free. Those payments, along with other new revenues from newspapers and internet paywalls and a tablet-only news product, part of Rupert Murdoch's plan to get paid for content by subscribers. Uh, Murdoch News Corp today introduced The Daily, which is a publication tailored specifically for Apple's iPad, trying in a bid to expand delivery content, you know, only digitally in this case. Publications will be 99 cents a week, $39 a year. It's going to have high-definition video, 360-degree photos. They spent $30 million to get the publication off the ground, and it's going to cost about 500000 a week to operate. So we're going to see if they, they hit a home run with this and or not. Um... Visa, their profit climbed tonight in aftermarket performance. World's biggest bank credit card network, profit rose 16%. Income for the last three months was $763 million. Um, the average was for about a buck 20 a share. They hit a buck 23. Last year it was a buck 02. So you see the year over year growth. 
the CEO is increasing dividends and repurchasing shares as more people pay with plastic and the U.S. consumer spending is rebounding. Household purchases account for about 70% of the economy, rose at a 4.4% pace in the last three months. Visa is in a strong position to accelerate growth. The question with them is how much does the, the, the capping of fees with debit cards hurt them? So Visa is at risk with the new rules. The spread of interchange regulation to other geographies or card products, it's increasing. So our Federal Reserve, our bankers have proposed capping interchange or swipe fees at a flat $0.12 cents for each debit card transaction, replacing a formula that costs merchants about 1% of the purchase price. So Visa and MasterCard set interchange fees and pass the money to card issuers, you know, and ultimately they pass it on. So debit volume growth could slow. Ultimately, if issuers switched focus to alternative payment products as well. So we're keeping an eye on this. Right now, I think Visa and MasterCard are in a very unique position that people are expecting the Dodd-Frank legislation to really kill them, to hurt them. Um, it'll certainly reduce annual revenue um, at U.S. banks, but will it be hitting the Visas or the MasterCards? Visa reported a pretty good number tonight. Let's take a look. Uh, it's going to take me just a second to pull this up, but let's see how Visa's trading in aftermarket performance. Uh, it's a company that I like. It's a brand that I like. It's a company that I think will be in business for many years to come. But again, how do they maneuver through regulatory rules is a big question. It had a high of $90 earlier this year. It's currently at $72. I own none of it, um, but I'm going to keep paying attention to it. And I'll have a little bit more information for you on it tomorrow for sure. College. It's interesting. There's a great article today that I saw that talked about college costs and it says the united states is too focused on four-year degrees trying to get students four-year degrees when in reality some of us would be better off with a two-year degree the college for all movement has produced only incremental gains as other nations leapfrog the united states and our country is failing to prepare millions of young people to become employable adults most of the 47 million jobs to be created by 2018 will require some secondary education post-secondary education Educators ultimately should offer young people two-year degrees, apprenticeships to try to achieve career success, and do more to ensure that students who begin such programs complete them. You know, for an awful lot of college kids, they get bored. They become disengaged. They complete high school. They get into college. They drop out. They need to see a pathway that leads directly to a career. So this article is pretty interesting to me. You know, if young people don't have a degree or credentials that help them get a career, they're going to start lagging more and more. Uh, behind as a generation behind workers of other countries. There's going to be about 14 million new job openings by 2018, or about half of all positions for people with post-secondary education. Uh, we'll go to those with a two-year associate's degree or occupational certificate. So middle-skilled jobs include like nurses and dental hygienists, construction managers, and electricians. Demand is exploding in healthcare, construction manufacturing. You know, it's going to provide about 2.7 million jobs. So it really depends on where you're trying to get into. But I can't agree more with our one-size-fits-all is just a silly approach, all things considered. Super Bowl tickets average in $5,000. If anyone wants to take me, I'm open. Cheapest Super Bowl tickets are $2,300 at fansnap.com. Um, at this time last year, Super Bowl tickets for the Colts and uh, Saints, they were selling for an average of about $2,400. So they're at 4600 almost double what they were last year at this point in time. Um, I'm a Packer fan, uh, so note that if you do travel with me, I will be uh, pleased if the Packers win. 
I just want a good game, to be quite honest with you. So that's kind of where my mind is at this point in time. Anyhow, I want to end with a basic idea that it is the beginning of the year, and mid-caps and small-caps did so incredibly well last year. Mid-caps feel overvalued to me. Small-caps feel fairly valued. So I'm reshuffling some of my 401k exposure. And uh, I tell you that because I do reshuffle my 401k exposure. Uh, my 401k is largely invested in mutual funds and funds and index funds and ETFs. I don't do a lot of individual stocks in it. Um, a couple other things that I do at the beginning of the year is I get a credit report. A damaged credit report can hurt your ability to get a job. A damaged credit report can hurt your ability to get a high credit score, which could ultimately hurt your ability to you know, fund what you need to fund. I like getting a medical exam at the start of each and every year, updating your paperwork at the start of each and every year. I like upping my 401k contributions in case you haven't done that. You know, some other basic ideas on uh, beginning of the year, you know, rebalancing your portfolio, increasing your contributions, making sure that your money's doing what you want it to do. Look over your credit plans, your disability policies, your life insurance policies, your 401k, your 403. Just get on top of the data on occasion. It's already February, so if you haven't done it yet, consider doing it soon. Anyhow and anyway, uh, I'll be back in the next 24 hours to update this podcast. Make sure you tell friends about it and, damn it, listen to the radio show from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Rob Black and your money. It's on 1220 a.m. You can hear it online at kdow.biz, kdow.biz, West Coast time. Uh, There's no other rebroadcast of it, so get it while you can. Hope you're well. Take care. Have a good day.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.